the idea is you sit down and you plan out next year's tent pole events so that you're not scrambling and rushing to support your clients or support your own marketing initiatives. You told me about this new word I had never heard about before. It was called, I thought you said tan pole, but now you told me no, tent pole, like a camping tent followed by the word event. So tent pole, pole as in pole dancing, tent as in going camping. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. One word. So it's kind of like pole dancing while you're camping, tent pole <laughs> event. Never heard of this before. That sounds like a new, a new YouTube channel that someone's going to start pole dancing while they're camping. That's going to be the whole YouTube channel right there. That's what tent polling is. So I, I have here on Google the definition of tent pole event could be an, any event that your customers and prospective customers identify with and rally around in the same way. Your job as a marketer is the leverage, the tent pole event, oh, is to leverage the tent pole event to drive awareness and marketing goals for your business. Never heard of this before. I'm quite confident that, Matt, you've leveraged this strategy. You just didn't know that the strategy had a term and there was, there was a way to be proactive about it. The idea is that anytime you start working with a brand new client, or uh, like we are right now coming towards the end of a year, the idea is you sit down and you plan out next year's tent pole events so that you're not scrambling and rushing to support your clients or support your own marketing initiatives because at the very last minute you realize that there's something going. I mean, it could be a Black Friday. The whole point is having that calendar reminding you like a month before Black Friday that you need to have your gear to make sure that you're ready for Black Friday. It could be a regional event. It could be an industry event. This year I attended Vid, Vid Summit and immediately following Vid Summit, I'm seeing all of these big YouTubers or even average size YouTubers making YouTube content about what it was like attending Vid Summit and what are the, what are my takeaways from Vid Summit? Like that's, that's the, an example of a tent pole event, right? So I literally just went through this whole process with my financial services client and realized that there are different financial events that I want my clients to be ready for next year. Financial awareness month is November. There's a financial, there's a, a specific day in August for uh, financial education. And then obviously for us Canadians, I made a note to the fact that taxes are due April 30th. Now I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, entrepreneurs actually have a different due dates uh, that maybe you know about? It, we have a fiscal year. Like your personal taxes are due April 30th, but I know it's different if you're an entrepreneur. No, it's just different if you're incorporated. Oh, okay. But so anyways, regardless, the idea is making sure that your content strategy is going to be ready because come on, like it depends on the kind of content you're making, obviously, but we're talking about turnaround times and whatnot. You want to want to have a content calendar laid out before the next year or before you start really rolling out the red carpet for your client to actually show your client that you're being proactive and they're like, hey, listen, you know, this event and have these calendar reminders set up so that you're you're not rushing uh, last second, right? I've talked about this a lot that whenever you do your marketing, if you always have a reason for your promotion. So what I love is in Canada, we have a holiday every single month where like, you know, if you count Valentine's Day as a, as a holiday, you got St. Patrick's Day, right? So like we yeah. start with January is like, you know, New Year's, uh, New Year's deal, New Year's, New Year's special. Then you have your Valentine's special. You got your St. Patrick's Day special. New Year, new you. <laughs> yeah. Then you got your Easter 
the special. Then um, what's May? May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. Right? Yes, love that. <laughs> I don't. Know. Whatever. Whatever. Right? And then June, there's something. July, we have Canada Day. It goes on. You get the idea, right? So. Or it could be like summer sale. Victoria Day. May has Victoria Day. There, Victoria Day. In October, you got Halloween. In November, you have the crappy weather celebration. I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Oh, we have Remembrance Day. <laughs> I don't know if you could do a promotion around Remembrance Day. Remembrance Day. Well, yeah, that would, that would you, man, you better be in the right industry if you're going to be doing some something on, around that 10-pole event. In December, you got Christmas, right? And year-end. So that, that gives you a reason to do your marketing. So when I, were, I would do like email marketing campaigns, I'd always revolve it around, you know, a reason, usually a world holiday, special event, something. Yeah. It could be your birthday. It could be your company's anniversary. You could say, hey, it's my wife's birthday. And for that reason. I'm doing a promotion. So it works really well. When I was doing my uh, in-person social media workshops, I remember in the summertime, it was so hard to sell it because uh, it was summertime. People wanted to go out. Even I wouldn't do, do, do my events during the summertime because nobody would go. So then I ended up running the summer school edition of the social media director program. Sold out like super fast. Right. I think I actually ended up putting in another class because it like sold out so fast. Oh yeah. Cool. Now I remember back in the day, it was during Christmas time was always like, I would look at whenever I was making money and look at my Stripe account and December was always my lowest month. I noticed this in one year. So the next year I planned a big event in December. It was actually at the end of November, but then we ended up processing sales in December. And then I did that for like two, three years in a row. And then December ended up being my biggest month all the time. Oh, because wow. I'd always do the event in December or end of November, whatever it was, right? So we do like a big event, 300 people, sell a bunch of tickets, and we do an offer and then a course. And then, you know, we email to the list after, right? So I would plan things during times that I would typically have a low amount of sales. Yeah, I, and I remember attending a lot of your events back in the day in Vancouver too. Dude, I don't know if you're doing those anymore, but you definitely hosted a lot. Of, you hosted a lot of big events. I went to an event. I went to a dinner party. It was uh, called the YVR Entrepreneurs. It was uh, organized by a, a, a woman named Brittany. Great organizer. Blown away by how well she put this thing together and how fast. Events are hard. <laughs> Reminding me of myself in my early days. <laughs> she just like, boom, boom, boom. Everything's together. Magazines. And like, I was just like, wow. Right? I was like, I remember when I used to do this stuff. <laughs> but it reminded me the power of networking and putting the events together. Because when you're just an attendee of the event, it's kind of like you got to go, hey, man, how are you? What do you do for your business? And you have to kind of go do your networking. When you're the one who organizes the event, everyone comes up and says, talks to you. Everyone knows you already. You know everybody already. So there's so much power in doing events. And I, I've been wanting to bring Internet Masterminds back in a big way, which I might very soon uh, do again. I was I was a big fan. I was always at those events back in the day. Before COVID, we were setting up chapters, right? And we had chapters all over the world and all, you know, all that stuff. And uh, I was talking to another friend of mine that has a whole bunch of meetups. I think in total, they have like 80,000 members in, in between all their meetups. And uh, he doesn't want to run it anymore. So he was asking me if I want to either acquire it or do something with it. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it if I can rebrand everything to Internet Masterminds. He didn't want me to rebrand it. I'm like, I'm not going not gonna to do it if I don't rebrand it. But that would bring us up to over 100,000 members if, I, all, if all I did was all those chapters. But then I got to find chapter leaders to run events, da, 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 right? Yeah, it was always th those, those events too. Whenever we had a reason for the event, it was, yeah, a holiday, something's going on. Some, that always uh, ends up selling more, doing a better job in the promotion. Now, with tentpole marketing, this term I've never even, uh, heard of how do you think that you know in the youtube space that this could work i think it's really dependent on like the kind of industry you're in the vertical you're in because yeah there's going to be all kinds of tentpole events that aren't applicable to you oh you know what it is it's kind of like the uh, youtube rewind oh yeah yeah the year end this is what you know 
Yeah. And I've seen podcasts do the best of. We should do a, oh my God. I should get the editor to just put together a best of episode. I'm totally gonna do that. It's called a mashup video, yeah. Yeah, so cool term. Okay, so now that you've gotten a taste of the power that YouTube marketing will bring you and your business, now you realize you gotta get started. But where do you get started? Let alone scaling a YouTube channel, how do we even just start a YouTube channel? Well, that's why you gotta go to yt4business.com, find the link below. It's an entire A to Z program that will take you every step of the way. See you there.